1989, we started a band. In 1999, we called it quits. A lot of crazy stuff happened in between. This is Feedback and Forth, where we explore what it was like to be in a rock band during one of the most creative and fertile musical eras in the Pacific Northwest. The grunge explosion, the Seattle sound, whatever you want to call it, we were there while it was all happening. Join us as we recount our rock and roll misadventures and try to make sense of it all. What we did right and where it all went wrong. Each episode features original music from our band, Tall Toad songs that were officially released, stuff that never made it out of the demo stage, and even some crappy, drunken band practice cassette recordings. If you're a musician, struggling or successful, or were just a weird kid with grand artistic aspirations, who grew up in a small town that you couldn't wait to get out of, you should find some common ground and something of interest if you listen to the Echo. It's trippy. Keeps, keeps going. <laughs> Just yeah, well, like us. Yeah, can't stop it. Um, no, it really does. <laughs> it does. It fades. All right. Just play. It just doesn't know when to stop. Much and neither like do we, us. as you said, yes. <laughs> because we're back. I know, God, it's been at uh, least two months. Yeah, yeah, I've lost track of time. Um, I'm sure people are out there like, where? <laughs> where Is it are done? They? No. <laughs> they never told us about their shittiest show. <laughs> uh, that's the one we're waiting for. Yeah, that one we're going to have to have Tony on. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Weren't we talking about having him on for the second one as well? We should. You mean you mean this one? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about that already? Um, yeah. We got a lot of people that need to come on and. We do. Tell their, their side of the story. We need to get off our asses and <laughs> do something. Well, this is the first step by. <laughs> Just at least the two of us coming in and doing an episode. So, yeah, sorry, folks. I know you're not really out there, like, <laughs> crying because this one's later than usual. But they could be. Well, there might be yeah, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, life, things are weird and stuff happens. And But whatever. Now we're here. We are. Here it is. So in, enjoy. <laughs> Whatever we talk about. We're in casa. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to see you because we haven't even seen each other in person since the last time. Yeah. Don't think. Um, it's good to be back. <laughs> good to be back here in the studio. It is. Um, and as usual, we... Haven't planned shit. No. I was going to try to lie, but... That lie would become pretty apparent, probably. In fact, as we were getting ready, we were like, man, we haven't even thought of a song. No. <laughs> Which, we do that way too much, too. But Yes. Uh, this, But I did come, as we talked about earlier, with some ideas of things to talk <laughs> about. So we, we will see where those go. Um, but before we get started, 
Yes. I would like, before we jump into the way back <laughs> machine, and uh, because I think mostly, <laughs> as, as usual, I gesticulate wildly where no one can see, for emphasis. <laughs> it goes unnoticed, except for Mike. But um, the bulk of what I wanted to talk about today uh, is happened in 1991. 30 years ago, if you can believe that, man. I, I mean, can and I can't. Yeah. I mean, we were just like babies. Barely. <laughs> barely. Granted, uh, babies that were very drunk and yeah, stoned. Okay. We were, we, were, we were man babies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 30 years ago. Um, so we're going to do that. But before we go into the past is this the, the breaking news yeah i think we <laughs> got to mention it man because uh because the guy's a legend he is and honestly uh and sadly i didn't get his genius until way later like i went through most of his prime era just thinking he was a buffoon mm-hmm. <laughs> it was in yeah <laughs> The first singer of a really cool band yeah. that went downhill after he left. Yeah, severely. <laughs> um, but then later, I was like, oh, man, this guy's on another plane entirely. So, yeah, yesterday, which whenever you hear this will probably be it'll be old news now. Two. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for us, it's fresh. Yesterday, the one and only... <laughs> Diamond David Lee Roth sadly announced his he, retirement. He, he's hanging up his chaps, yeah. his assless chaps. <laughs> well, of that, we could be glad, actually. <laughs> he's in good shape, but I don't think he needs to be wearing those. No. Anymore. But yeah, man, we're going to be living in a David Lee Rothless world. I know. It's, it's strange. Like, crazy because friday night i played some fair warning oh that's my favorite one (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah. i mean like i said i didn't i didn't get it like in his in the heyday Mm -hmm. um i enjoyed the videos like in high school when the the hilarious van halen and (laughs) the solo dave videos came out um but even then like you know that's not i was listening to heavier stuff by then yeah. wasn't i just i don't know i wasn't into it oddly well yeah it's like well watching his videos you're just like god the guy's a <laughs> egotistical yeah. asshole yeah clearly and then yeah like you know <laughs> later on it's like you find oh well he kind of is yeah but he's also making fun of himself right this little persona that he had yeah. built he's kind of like a rock shatner <laughs> like he's He's got his shtick, but he's also kind of self-aware of it and like able to have fun with it. But um, William Shatner is not retired. No, no. So he's yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's no Diamond Dave. He doesn't but, know when to hang up. His, no, his phaser. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dave. But man. Good for him. Well deserved. He's done a lot for rock and roll and 
Man, there's a and ton leather of pants. And leather pants and scarves. I mean, he's responsible for a lot of shit, too, unfortunately. But. Chest hair. <laughs> yep. Although, really, I guess that's more of Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, we can't go an episode without somehow at least one member of KISS yep. coming in on. Open uh, them in. So. But also, I because I saw the the pictures that you had posted, mm-hmm. I think on Twitter, and there's that one of Diamond Dave and Eddie mm-hmm. with the roller skates, like jumping. Oh yeah, that's a weird picture. Yeah, I was looking, I zoomed in, I'm like, what the fuck does he have all of yeah. his face? I'm like, <laughs> and yeah, I showed it to Erica. She's like, well, that's clearly marker. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I was wondering that too. I was looking at it. And couldn't, I was like, Eddie looks weird, man. What the hell? I did the same thing. I was like, what? <laughs> he looks like uh, Matt Lucan on the cover of that <laughs> Mud Honey single where they drew dicks all over him and stuff. That's what I thought at first. Like, oh, Eddie passed out and they fucked with him. Yeah. But it's very uniform. Yeah. I'm like, clearly. Whatever it is. I think either he did all that, like, clearly drunk. Yeah. Probably <laughs> high. Yeah. <laughs> Or they all combined and did it. And... <laughs> little art project on Eddie's face. Very weird. Or maybe he did fall asleep and Dave was, fuck this guy. <laughs> but then it's he's got roller skates on. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're and in the hallway. They're like leaping. Yeah. It's too. Like, it's damn. Very agile. We, can, <laughs> we can't even stay on our skateboards, much less roller skate through the halls and yeah jump that high yeah yeah that's a crazy picture so yeah man eddie van halen is gone david lee ross retired everybody's dead everybody cool is dead. michael anthony he's he he's still well, he's yeah <laughs> he's playing with sammy hager oh you know trying to promote his buds. barbecue sauce <laughs> <laughs> barbecue sauce and tequila <laughs> Also, uh, wasn't there something about going off, off topic, off yeah. topic? Okay. Wasn't there something about the the Melvins you wanted to? Oh, yeah, man. I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna address it right now. Um, I think it's safe to say that Buzz or Dale are never going to come on our show and talk to us in person so because <laughs> we talk about matt luke and a lot yeah <laughs> and other reasons but <laughs> um because i'm pretty secure in that knowledge i gotta i gotta say something about buzz man i'm okay kind of peeved <laughs> so <laughs> so recently uh the melvins re-released their first album the mighty yeah Gluey Porch Treatments record. Again, an album that we have talked about because that had a major impact on yeah. our lives. We'll probably still talk about it later. I'm sure it will come up more. Um, yeah, ch- totally changed everything that we knew, about, <laughs> thought we knew about like heavy music. Um, so as probably most of you know... <laughs> I'll assume. Uh, it's the only Melvin's album proper that Matt Luke and their 
bass player appeared on. I don't think he was the original bass player. I used to say he was the original, but I think no, I think he, I think he and I want to say he and Buzz started the band. Okay, I'm really that Dale's not like the original drummer. Maybe obviously. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they had that guy Mike or something. Oh, on um, drums. Yeah, he's very famous, but uh, yet I think he has a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so Matt Matt Lucan who. Went on to be in Mud Honey. Who, obviously, if you've listened to any of these shows, you know we love Mud Honey. We love the, the Melvins, and Matt Lucan was like our favorite. A uh, great bass player yeah. and a great comedian and a t- yeah total character. Just great drinker. <laughs> one of the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the Melvins who cut ties with Matt. Mm, yeah way back then uh and have not kept a good relationship Mm, since no i think maybe matt and dale because remember we saw yeah the melvins in was it hoquiam or something yeah at the eagles club yeah and then matt showed up and he tried to talk to buzz and buzz would not but i swear that he and dale talked a little bit that wouldn't surprise me dale seems maybe less He's controlled by Buzz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, they, they released the record, which is great. More people should hear it. But mm-hmm. there's there's liner notes on the album. Yeah. That I don't know why they're on there. It's, it's basically, and it's Buzz. It's just a quote of Buzz talking about trying to record I Flies, which if you know the record is just starts out with bass. Mm-hmm. And Very then the drums, slow. yeah, real slow. <laughs> and then the drums eventually come in also real slow, like one boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like a long time goes by before you hear another boom. Um, For like forever before the guitar even starts. <laughs> like the first time we put that record on and listened to it, we were just like, what is <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like half an hour yeah. of just bass. Like and even when the bass. guitar came in, it was just like... Yeah, it still doesn't get to a song <laughs> for another half hour. It's like an hour long, seemed like. Which um, is funny because all the rest of the songs are like, what, 25 seconds yeah. to maybe a minute? <laughs> Real 20. short. <laughs> it's funny. but And I guess there's a backstory to that, which is also in the liner notes. I'm fine with that. I like backstory to mm-hmm. songs. But what I don't get is Buzz took the opportunity in these liner notes on this re-released record to go out of his way and pointlessly say that when they were trying to record that, that Matt couldn't do it and that he was going to quit. And just like, oh, he's just slagging Matt. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting frustrated. I was getting ready to like, just say you can't do it or like, what is the point of that? That was 30 plus years ago. Why are you still throwing Matt under the bus? Because Buzz has clearly got a grudge against. He's one of those people, obviously, who does not let things go. Apparently not. It's so (laughs) weird. It just released the record, man. Maybe even say a good thing about Matt. I don't know if he can. (laughs) They never, sorry, but in my ears, they never had a better 
lineup than Buzz, Dale, and Matt. The first record mm-hmm. is so perfect. Amazing. Like Ozma is basically the the second record is basically the same kind of songs mm-hmm. and even songs they had, I think, written with Matt. But it's got Lori on the bass. Yeah. And the completely different bass sound. Yeah, which I have to say that the reissue of that yeah. sounds so much better. It's like they gave her bass bottom end. Oh, good. Instead of that I haven't heard funky, that. Funky. Yeah, just real tinny sound and bass. And I, Joe Preston was great. I liked his sound. But yeah, I don't know, man. Just like hated Buzz Wright, liner notes, slagging Lori on Ozma. <laughs> I have to look. <laughs> Possibly. Like, that stupid bitch couldn't play the part. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because even, uh, oh, God, what's that guy's name? Who was on, like, Stag and... Oh, yeah, the cowboy hat guy. Yeah. Mark something. Yeah, because I remember Buzz was like, oh, he's the best bass, because he plays the bass like a guitar. You know, yeah. Bassists suck or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, wow. It's weird. I don't know, man. Like, how many bass players have been in the Melvins? You think maybe it's... Is it the bass player's (laughs) fault? Yeah. (laughs) Or is it uh, somebody else's... I fucking can't work with this guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. But, yeah, I just have to... I just needed to say that. I mean, I'm still... I'll always love the Melvins. And when we talked to Buzz, he was cool to us. Yeah. I will say. Um, oh, it's funny because I started to, I mean, I haven't listened to like the last few albums at all. I haven't either. Well, they put out so many. After Ambient Hostile, no, Hostile Ambient Takeover, it's like, you know, I I love that record. Mm -hmm. But then they started to kind of get into like a sameness. Yeah. And then they hooked up with Big Business. Right. And then suddenly it was just like all the same style of music. I'm just like, man, I liked you guys because you guys were weird and Mm -hmm. you do this, uh, yeah. You know, other kind of music that yeah. you're just like, what the hell? I thought the same thing too. There's two records back to back with those guys, um, with Jared and Cody, mm-hmm. and and they, yeah, they sound exactly the same. And yeah, all the other stuff is pretty similar too. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you used to get like a prick. Even though that record pissed me off, yeah. <laughs> I was still like laughing at the same time. Like, ha ha, Melvin's. Yeah. You fuckers. You got me. <laughs> it's a piece of shit and I paid for it. Yep. Assholes. But that's part of what, yeah, part of what I always liked about them. Yeah. You never do what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm not super familiar with the last bunch few years of records really except yeah. for here and there um but yeah i just had to, had to <laughs> stick up for matt man i love that record and the bass sound on that record is killer it is so i don't know i don't know if matt had trouble playing that or not but i don't care really either yeah sounds good on the record he's like man what this is something motorhead would do let me wouldn't play this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so anyway, I guess we can move on from there. Let's let's get in that way back <laughs> machine now. Yes, let's get to our main topic for Woo! today. Here we go. And that topic is uh, 1991. Woo! I brought yes, the year that 
punk broke, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Wow. That movie was 1991. Yeah, the year punk broke. Yeah. Damn. Okay, we'll put that on the list. <laughs> <laughs> list of things to talk about. So uh, here we are, or were, we were, second ago. In, in <laughs> Close the year, your eyes. In, in the year 2021. And the, a few days ago, there was some hype on the internet about it's the anniversary of Nevermind. That was the first one I think I saw. Mm-hmm. The 30-year anniversary of Nevermind. Ah, that blew my mind, you know. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, been that long? It can't be. <laughs> it's impossible. Um, and then following that, there were some other announcements or whatever post (laughs) (laughs) uh about records that were having an anniversary 30 year anniversary so i was curious because i started thinking about other records that i knew came out that year and i was just going through and looking at all the records released in 1991 and again my mind was blown it's just like what there's so many so i thought I would make a cool topic while we still gestate how mm. we're going to talk about our <laughs> the second gig because that's going to be a big major thing. Um, this could almost even be like a sidetrack, except there's no way to keep it in that like half hour range. So yeah, that's why I thought let's just talk about it because I know one. Yeah, I was going to see which ones you remembered, and then I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> That's so funny because ones. yeah, on was it Friday? So yeah, we listened to Nevermind. Mm-hmm. Got out the little box set. Yeah, and then I had a counter with another album that got released that same year. Okay, it's a better album. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be every good boy yes. deserves fudge? Yes, because they reissued that, like they remixed it. Oh, wow. because there's like apparently that. stuff that like, you know, on tracks where you can bar- barely hear like the fuzz guitar. They really brought the oh, like there man. were tra- tracks oh, that got man. I have to hear not this. mixed in mm-hmm. like, you know, you can hear more cute like, oh, like us. the, uh, <laughs> you know, organ. Yeah. It, yeah, it sounds great. And it's got like a second album of like Jeez. demos and oh, man. singles and. Oh yeah, they had a bunch of other like singles, and that EP came out yeah. that same year that were all from probably those sessions. And they're on there. God, what a great album! Yeah, that's on the list. I was gonna talk about that. I need to hear that. Holy crap! Yes, you that's, do. that's still my. <laughs> I think sometimes it fluctuates, but overall, I think that's my favorite Mudhoney album. It's a very good album. <laughs> <laughs> Every good boy deserves that album. Yes. Um, yeah, so anything else come to mind? God, I know there is. I was trying to put things into context, and then I think, oh, maybe I should stay by the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) We're not just chatting, we're recording a professional show (laughs) here. Uh, Sorry, folks. Um, (laughs) uh, I think that it was during this time, well, I don't think, I know. It was during this time that Tony and I moved into that place off of Carpenter Road. 
Oh, uh, yes. Because I remember listening to a lot of these records in that place. Mm. Um, and some of them were Tony's CDs because he was just get CDs were like the thing the kind of new still yeah and tony was like building his collection yeah. <laughs> so um i remember actually never mind i think the first time i listened to it all the way through it was so tony's cd and um i was listening to facelift the first alice in chains which mm -hmm. actually i thought came out this year but it came out in 1990 so they were the first ones to have a major label well, Mother Love Bone. I, yeah, I want to say maybe Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone might have been first, but then they weren't a band anymore. But also Soundgarden were... Oh, I right. Think, when did Louder and Love come out? I think that was like 89. Okay, they were probably first too. Because Ultra Mega OK was on SST, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, somewhere in there. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alice in Chains came out in 1990, not 91. But I remember listening to it in our house, our band house, which that'll be another episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that's <laughs> probably going to have to have its own episode. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of stuff. So, okay. So I'm just going to go through this list and throw some these names out. And we yeah, can stop on any of them or talk about any of them. Or I can go through them and then we can talk about it. I don't know. However we want to do this. But... Um, some of these I forgot about until I saw on here. Um, this is by no means every album. These are just what I think are the pertinent ones. Oh, speaking of David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, A Little Ain't Enough comes out in January of 1991. I think I know two songs off that album. I think I've heard the title track, and I believe this is the one that had that song, uh, Sensible Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a single. Not uh, to be confused with cruel shit. <laughs> no. The, the exact opposite, in fact. Um, so, yeah, David Lee Roth. Uh, Motorhead puts out 1916. Mm. I think is a great album, uh, but not super pertinent. Other than a lot of Seattle bands love Motorhead. Okay, here we go. The first big one, January. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I'm on a show. Be pro. Okay. Um, the first big, like, just signed to a major label release, January 1991, Screamy Trees, Uncle oh. Anesthesia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a record I actually forget about a lot. So do I. Like, I seem to skip over that. I go straight from... Uh, Buzz Factory to um, the one the after, one after. <laughs> the the really good one. Although Uncle Anesthesia is good, it's a good record. It is. I you know it's like granted I'm more of you know like Invisible Lantern. Oh it, yeah, Invisible Lantern. Even yeah. if and especially when and Buzz yeah. Factory, like the SST stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their sound changed on this one. The guitar sound is. Uh, I don't know, cleaner. Yeah. More like, like there's still a lot of wah and stuff, but the, it's just less, I don't know, it's just more produced for sure. Um, songs are good. I listened to it recently. I hadn't in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite. 
<laughs> yeah, I like the SST stuff better. And I actually like their last two albums really, really good too. So this one's just kind of, it's not bad. Yeah. But anyway, first one, big deal for them. Yeah. Uh, the single was Nearly Lost You, right? No, no. That was no, on, that was on this, the uh, next album. It was, uh, damn it. What it was it? a bit. It's the one that's on. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Edit this part out. Um, it is the hit. It was kind of a hit, like uh, something about today. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that. <laughs> But it's funny because I like the the uh, the wacky version of that a lot. The wacky version. Yeah, there's like a I want to say it was like a B side or something, or it was on an EP, and it's more oh, like I don't know if I've acoustic heard that. guitar, and there's like some um that was it the oh the mouth harp yeah that yeah <laughs> and yeah Mark's singing it really. Goofy. All right. I got to go find that. I'm unfamiliar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that song got played on the radio. Because um, at least up here, the stations were starting to play this stuff. Yeah, which finally. Pretty cool to hear. Um, okay. Another big one. February. Tad. Eight Way Santa. My favorite uh, Tad record. I think mine too. <laughs> that's yeah. That's another one that I listen to a lot. Yeah, uh, and heavy. I still listen to it. Yeah, it's but poppier than the early, the earlier, the first couple things. Yeah, he sings. Yeah, a couple of songs. And it's good. Like I like it. Um, yeah, great record. And I'm the controversy. Oh, that cover over the <laughs> album cover, um, which is great that they that they reissued the. The record with the album. Yeah. Original album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't know it, it's um, <laughs> it's this picture of the... It's obviously from, like, the 70s. It's gotta be. Maybe early 80s, but it's, like, this couple at a party. <laughs> He's got no shirt on. <laughs> He's got long, straight hair and a mustache. Mm -hmm. Glorious one. And she's... Next time, she's got, like, a... What, what are those halter tops or yeah. whatever? Or and they're both clearly wasted. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got his hand around her and on the other one on her breast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and she's just standing there. And just... Maybe you got like the stone <laughs> smile, yeah. kind of. And I guess I think Tad said he had, he bought like a photo album, and that picture was in there yeah. still. And he's like, man, that'd be a, that'd make a great record. <laughs> so they put it out, and, and it's it like oh wacky color yeah and like they alter the color and apparently i think the woman saw it yeah who is now a christian <laughs> yeah was not thrilled no so they had to pull the cover <laughs> but apparently now they i don't know if she died or maybe or if she went you know i could use the money yeah that's more likely <laughs> i don't know about the guy i don't know what happened to him no one knows mystery man he kind of looked like somebody that would have been hanging out with Fred, though. Yes. For sure. But yeah, it's such a good record. It's Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, 3D again, Witch Hunt. 
uh, Flame Tavern. Flame Tavern, great. Um, uh, Jinx. Oh, another one. Another similar controversy with that record. Oh, was the song. Right. <laughs> was it uh, Jack Pepsi? Jack Pepsi. Yeah. On their single, they had the Pepsi logo and they got in trouble for that. <laughs> so stupid. Like, that's free publicity. Yeah. No, can't use our logo. So I think, yeah, like some of the, after that, they had to rename the song. Yeah, I think it's just called Jack or yeah, something. Something like that. Whatever it is, it doesn't have Pepsi in it anymore. Yeah, because the chorus is Tad just screaming, help me, Jack, Pepsi. Yeah. As their <laughs> four by four crashes through the ice. Because yeah. <laughs> they're doing donuts on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Oh we my god. It through the ice. Yeah. <laughs> know, it gives me chills. Yeah, man. Tad, underrated. Very underrated. For sure. Those guys were heavy and cool. And uh again, the sound a little different on this one, like a little less chaotic. Cause I was listening to that first album just a couple days ago, and it's full of just like background feedback and mm-hmm. and like really discordant guitars and stuff and this one the guitars are pretty together yeah. there's still a little bit of that like weird feedback which is cool and that was engineered by mr indino i believe yeah yeah that guy i know i wish he'd come on our show <laughs> hey jack please come on our show i wish he would have engineered one of our records i do too <laughs> we might have actually sounded decent um okay we can move on there's so many okay uh oh not a northwest band but might as well have been and influential because like this was the beginning of like a whole not just this northwest thing but like it changed the world the world and elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) um february 91 dinosaur jr releases green mind yes which I think the first time I heard that was from you. Yeah, another album that I loved. Another one that was slightly different than the yeah. first three records. Yeah. Good. That's a great album, too. Um, I mean, we could just spend half hour on every single <laughs> record that I mentioned here. Um, again, not somebody we were super into, but another one that figures into all this stuff, uh, Butthole Surfers release PO'd mm. that month. Uh, I know they were big amongst the grunge Jim. bands. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Brooks, John yeah. Lettington liked them. Um, <clears throat> Uriah Heep <laughs> st- still cooking in uh, 2001. I mean, 1991, <laughs> probably 2001 too. Maybe still. I don't know. They're still simmering. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, bunch of people that I do not care about. Uh, <laughs> some of these I'm just laughing inwardly. Uh, the, <laughs> the Jesus Lizard puts out Goat in March. It's another band that's pretty influential up here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Metal Church puts out an album that I totally missed back then. Wow. <laughs> um, 
Okay. <laughs> White Lion. Do you remember seeing White Lion open for ACDC? I think that was, oh, God, man. That was a bummer. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad. <laughs> the only cool thing about that was that was the show where people like uh, rushed the barricade and busted through out of the general admission on the mm-hmm. floor, knocked over all those security guys and stuff. That was during White Lion's set. I was like the only was excitement. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> of that. And then people came in and were like, oh, wait a minute. This is White Lion. Yeah. <laughs> and then they what went were, back to their seats. What were we thinking? <laughs> <sighs> oh, poor White Lion. <laughs> They're with a Vinnie Vincent invasion. <laughs> oh, God. We should do a show of just the worst uh, opening <laughs> acts that we've ever There's seen. There's so many. Fond would be Fond. the penultimate. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be on there. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going slowly through this list. Okay. This is a pretty big one. Okay. In April 1991, an album comes out titled Temple of the Dog. Oh, yeah. So for those who've forgotten or never knew, Temple of the Dog was, as far as I know, a one-off. I don't know that they've done anything other than this. Um, That Chris Cornell put together because he was writing songs. He had some songs that he had written about his friend Andy Wood, singer from Mother Love Bone and Malfunction, who had just died. Yeah. And he asked the some of the surviving uh, Mother Love Bone guys if they'd... Or I think he gave them a tape, and then they started jamming or something somehow. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Matt Cameron from Soundgarden came in. And, and Eddie Vedder. And Eddie Vedder, who <laughs> nobody knew yet. Uh, yeah, and I think he was like a roommate of Andy. Like, that's how he knew him. Yeah, I think something so. Like that. Th- yeah, and they just put this record out, no hype or anything. I just one day is like, oh, this record, Chris Cornell. And and it was huge. It was huge. <laughs> Launched because so this was before Pearl Jam. Yeah, it came out. They, I think they might have been playing under the Mookie Blaylock <laughs> name. Which I still like better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Temple of the Dog comes out. Yeah, two, at least two of the songs on this record became huge. And I'm like, going hungry. Yeah. I'm going hungry. <laughs> I won't embarrass myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like they, those were on MTV. I remember there were videos and mm-hmm. shit. And yeah, uh, I never bought the record. I don't think. I didn't either. It was a. It was just like this weird thing that was kind of like i was aware of it but i don't know it was just a weird bizarre record yeah and but then it yeah then it got huge um so yeah temple of the dog um i should have been counting how many of because i've lost track already it's there because there's a ton man um melvin's in uh, May, May of ninety one. What was, was that? I'm trying to remember what album <laughs> that would have been because that was before um, their major label. Mm-hmm. So was that Honky? Mm-mm. No, that would be like what ninety or something like that. Um, no, yes, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I lost it. Okay, 
I'll give you a hint. Well, the, the bass player is Joe Same. Preston. Or wait, is Joe? Maybe Joe's not. Maybe it's still Lori on this one, actually. Uh, yeah, because she played on... Um, uh, why can't I not? <laughs> Fuck. I can't remember the title of the record. <laughs> the major label one. It might be this one. Oh. Right, didn't she? Oh, she is on the major label. Yeah. That's right. Houdini. Yes. That's right. Her pictures. Why I forgot that. Okay, Um, so wait a minute. But wait, when was Joe Preston in the band? Because he was in the band before that. All right. I'm really confused. Okay, folks, you are witnessing the brain meltdown in live time right now. No, I'm just American metal band, it says. On Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm sure Buzz loves that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm going to the discography. Okay. Well, you, well, you'll see the record then. Meanwhile, I'll just mention again, Dread Zeppelin comes out with a record. There's actually two, it says. One is an EP. Oh, okay. On here it says Bullhead. Bullhead, that's the one yeah. that's on here, yes. And Eggnog. Also came oh, out is that in 91? 91? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I guess I don't know who the bass player is. I think it Joe Preston though is somewhere in here, in this era. Damn it! Yeah, that's <laughs> weird because they don't have. I'm confused. Hon- oh, hmm. Honky is ninety. That's not right. Maybe we do need Buzz. To Honky wasn't ninety seven. That seems late. It can't be. I don't know because that <laughs> couldn't have come out after Stag. That was before. I thought. I knew the Melvins. But yeah, okay, Bullhead. Well, but I'll tell you, one. Th- I think Bullhead sounds great. I think the sound on Bullhead is amazing. It's heavy. It's got that great, well, there's that drum beat. Yeah. On their, their hit. Yeah. Track. <laughs> the one that sounds like a song. <laughs> I love it. Um I like every song on that record. They were still like Sorry. weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I was going to go back and. Oh, yeah. So he was 91 to 92. Preston? Yeah, that's what it says on here. Okay. She was 87 to 91 and 92 to 93. So oh, Okay, so she did come back after. So then she. See, he must have. Okay. Because the, the Melvin solo albums are in there, too, and he's one of the. Yeah. You know, it's Buzz, Dale, and Joe. So then, isn't this fascinating, everyone? <laughs> We're gonna work so out this she... Melvin's. Crap. So yeah, so she played on Bullhead. Okay, that's what I was. But then, did she play on? Oh, Bullhead? she is on Bullhead. Yeah, and she's on oh, Eggnog. Oh crap! So <laughs> is Joe on anything other than his solo album? I uh... well, let's see. Let's look at. Let's look at Lysol. I don't remember if he's on that. Oh, he Lysol. is on that. Yes. Okay. Whew. So then he's on. As long one, as he's on something, damn it. One full length record. <laughs> okay. And, and then, then and he's solo, yeah. which isn't really even the Melvins. It's just him doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sorry folks. Uh, that's we had to work it out because I actually like Joe. We saw a lot of sh- live shows. <laughs> he drools when he plays. He t- <laughs> Cause he's really into it, man. Um, we saw them live a bunch with him and they, man, he was one of my favorite bass players. If it couldn't be Matt, I think I like Joe Preston. 
Um, but yeah, Bullhead. That, and I, I listened to the fuck out of that <laughs> record, man. I loved it. That uh, was a very good record. Haven't listened to it in a while, but uh, Huey Lewis in the News, which is also very oh, man. We got to do a record. whole episode about. <laughs> I'm kidding, Huey. <laughs> um, uh, okay, uh, Primus mm. had a record. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just mentioned that because it was around this time also that we went to see. Uh, Jane's Addiction. Oh, yeah. And the opening <laughs> bands were Primus and the Pixies. We should talk about that sometime because... Weird. That was at, you know, like what the Coliseum or something. Yeah. No, the other, the, the smaller one, the where we saw Metallica the first time, like the hockey rink. Oh, yes. The arena. The arena. Which I is weird because... I remember the, or the arena. Because I saw them by myself. You saw Jane's Addiction? Yeah. By yourself? Yeah, because I, I don't think you guys were interested, like you and Dan. Yeah, I didn't like Jane's Addiction. Because I remember uh, the Buck Pets opened up, and I had never even heard of them. But they, oh, wow. they mentioned them. Mudhoney at some point, and I went, wow, these guys are suddenly cool. And they tur- tur- turned out to be really cool, I thought. Wow. I'm like, you know, their first two records are great. Yeah. But I also remember that it was at the Moore Theater and somebody climbed up because they had these really tall PA stacks. Mm. They were like two to three cabinets tall. Yeah. And some like he was berate, like berating the audience like, come on. <laughs> oh, I remember wacky. you telling me this now. And so somebody got up on stage ago. like on the side of, you could see him like climbing up to the top yeah. of the speakers and he dove off. Wow. And thankfully... He was caught. <laughs> but I was yeah, like, wow, that was holy awesome. Shit. <laughs> Damn. I now I do remember now. I remember you talking about that. I, I uh Yeah, man. We might as well just talk about this, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> this whole episode is just whatever. Um because I remember you had that video, the nothing shocking <laughs> video when you still lived at Ray's yeah. out in Yelm. And I went over one day and you were like, check this out. And we watched it and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> what is so this, weird. man? Um, but you were into them. Yeah, because I, I, I just had nothing couldn't. shocking. Yeah. And I mean, which is still a great record. But yeah, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go see them. <laughs> Good for you. And yeah, I got super high. <laughs> um, you know, they're the reason Green River broke up. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I didn't get it. And uh, I got, we might as well just talk about this too, since we're on it. But the reason I went when we saw them that time is because of the gins, the red haired mm. gin and black haired gin. And so like everybody was going and I was like, oh. Might as well go. I'll go <laughs> if I'll be like, I like this girl. Semi date or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it's a date or I'm just also there, but she's there. So yeah, I'll go. And knew nothing of Primus at all. I I knew, I think, one song and I didn't even like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd heard the, of, of the Pixies, didn't really know what they were all about mm-hmm. and wasn't excited for Jane's Addiction. Um, but I ended up really liking the Pixies. Like they were the surprise of the night. I was like, whoa, this band is cool. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then Jane's addiction. Am I crazy? Because this is my, I don't know if we've ever <laughs> even talked about this. My recollection is that Perry Farrell was really fucked up and being an asshole. That's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they had like all these balloons. I just remember him like holding these balloons like they were boobs and being like, Northwest girls got big tits or something. Just saying stupid shit. And I was like, this is supposed to be like the next great thing. It's like, what? I f- vaguely remember that. Who is this guy? And then perform- I remember I was like, oh, I liked him better the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I really remember is that somebody threw a cassette on the stage and, and he picked it up and he was like, Green Apple Quick Step. <laughs> Can anybody tell me if these guys are cool? And <laughs> some people are like, yeah, because I remember, I remember that band, you know? Yeah. So I guess they took a shot. They're like, maybe Perry will sign us. We should have done that. I know. So many times. <laughs> of course, well, it, we, no one are like, we would have thrown it on there and somebody would have stepped on it. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch. Or we'd hit, hit him in the head. Yeah. Know, they'd have to stop the show. <laughs> And then who's this tall toad? Get our lawyers on assholes. it. Sue these <laughs> bastards. Uh, anyway, <laughs> good times. But yeah, so in that realm, another record that turned out to be pretty huge. Um, Smashing Pumpkins released Gish. Oh yeah, another album that, that I year. listened to a lot. Um, I never got past that record really i know you did you had some of their other stuff but there was some stuff on this record i really liked yeah i i went all the way up to the the one with the moon on it oh the long like the double the, yeah the double, double and i was just like yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't really like it that much uh, like okay they're they're dead to me now that's <laughs> And then they died, and you felt that. Yeah. Um, but that's supposed to be their masterpiece, isn't it? Yeah, it's apparently. Oh, I was like, ah, yeah. Gish is way better. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing some videos from that. It's when Billy Corgan had hair. Yeah. And uh, they were kind of doing that loud, quiet thing. Yeah, because I remember their song from... Was it a... Was it a soundtrack or compilation where it was like eight minutes long? And are they on the singles? The soundtrack, possibly. But yeah, it that was, song. Um, there was he. He sang it the first half, mm-hmm. and then the second half is just all like, you know, it's like the bass and drums are going, mm-hmm. but it's just like guitar feedback and yeah, um, yeah, and stuff that like was. that was really I mean we were doing stuff like or trying to like I don't know there's something about that sustained cool feedback and like chaos of mm-hmm. of noise music that was really happening not but and we were trying to do a lot of that stuff too but... drown yes and that is from the oh, whoop don't want to play it <laughs> Don't want to get sued. From single soundtrack. Okay, yeah. And that, yeah, that was huge. Like, all this stuff is starting to bubble over. But also remember, this is not mainstream yet. Like, it's starting to be, but not quite. It was still, like, 
really cool and exciting to see bands that we knew Mm-hmm. And then bands that were like we knew those bands liked and like those records were coming out and while we're trying to write songs, pretty cool. Um, the Swans had a record. Uh, I know there's some more major ones. Soundgarden, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Can't remember the month. Um, oh. One of the worst records ever. Came what out you gotta, year. you have to mention it. Now. Van Hagar, <laughs> God, for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is unlawful. It should have been. Uh, we're seeing the kind of the last gasp of the hair metal bands. A bunch of those bands had actually had records out this year. Didn't do, didn't do a whole lot. I don't think. Uh. Alice Cooper's Hey Stupid <laughs> came out. Uh, Tom Petty's Into the Great Wide, Wide Open came Yay. out that year. Um, Meat Puppets had a record, Forbidden Places. They were super popular up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going slower than... Okay, there's Every Good Boy deserves... <laughs> I'm too excited to say it. That record's so good. <laughs> Should we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. When I that came out, what did you think when it first came out? Um, I was, you know, again, I was expecting the, you know, I'm like, they're going to continue with that just wall of fuzz. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. No. And I was like, I was taking, I was like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> but the more I listened to it, I was like, well, I like it. It's yeah. far more garagey than yeah. their, you know, the EP and, the self-titled record and yeah it grew on me very quickly and it's one of my yeah favorite records of theirs i i think i don't know if i could add to that that's pretty much how i felt too um yeah it was jarring at first i was like what uh it's organ on it yeah harmonica i think on on something yeah clean sounding guitar yeah the clean guitar (laughs) clean channel guitar a little poppier, some of the songs, but yeah, definitely like garagey had that kind of Sonics vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut their hair. Yeah. That was another, <laughs> everybody was cutting their hair all of a sudden after mud honey, except for us, except for us. <laughs> I mean, eventually we trimmed it a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember going to, I think it was that this summer, 91, when we saw him at the motorsports garage mm-hmm. and, uh, I think it was in Backlash. So Backlash, one of the free music magazines mm-hmm. up here that we used to read all the time. I think it was in Backlash that I read. They like had an article about it. Like, <laughs> Mudhoney cut their hair. It was like a big, <laughs> it was a big deal. Because everybody up here, folks, uh, if you're not from the Northwest, especially back then, even the a lot of the punk rockers had long hair. Like people were just... I don't know, slovenly or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, I mean, you had some like punks that look like punks, but a lot of people just had long hair. Yeah. And a lot of the bands, most of these bands had long hair. And it was just like. Yeah. When the, they started cutting it, it's, it's, it's big news. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it was odd. It was very strange. So yeah, I remember seeing them at the motorsports garage that summer with their fresh summer haircuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt's wasn't his. I don't think his got as short as everybody else's, but 
Yeah. Uh, he's, but he cut his too. It was weird. It but was weird. Just for a few minutes. And then they started playing. Then you were just like, yeah, it's one honey. <laughs> um, but yeah, that record, if you, if you guys have not heard every good boy deserves fudge, man, go listen to it. So good. Yes. We should listen to it right now. <laughs> I wish we could play one of those songs. We could stop here. Um, somewhere in here, I assume we'll put a song. Maybe right here. enjoyed that song <laughs> from some era of our band tall toad <sighs> wasn't it yeah. recorded either really well or very poorly <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> exactly oh well we're back and i'm just going through the list of records issued in that great year of 1991 Yes. A lot of people think this Which is when... our song that we played may or may not have been recorded. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I cannot argue with that at all. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of people think that this was the beginning of a really bad era of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of bad music did come out after this. But uh, for us... This was pretty amazing, especially this year. Uh, Fugazi had a record uh-huh. that year. Babes in Toyland, yes. who I think, in my opinion, are that's they're my favorite like all 
female rock band from that era. Hmm. They're very, very good. Um, Skinyard comes out with 1,000 Smiling Knuckles <sighs> that year, which again, sound change. Yeah. Like now everybody's heavy. Yeah. All of a sudden. Like, yeah, I remember hearing that. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, I know I heard their first record, <laughs> which is weird. Super arty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> noisy. And uh, isn't Matt Cameron the drummer on that early stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a good, trippy, jazzy drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this record, oh, it's like riffs, like heavy riffs. And yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, they're playing songs yeah <laughs> so i don't know i i don't know how i feel about skin yard i was never like super into them but i was always rooting for them kind of yeah i mean i i liked them but yeah i wasn't really oh they're putting on a new record you know yeah so, <laughs> like oh okay i'll check it out so to me um because through the magic of technology nowadays you can pretty much listen to anything so a lot of that skin yard stuff i either didn't remember or never heard mm-hmm. and so i was listening to some and these more mainstream heavy songs are cool but i kind of like their weird shit because <laughs> <laughs> it's so different yeah and like the singer didn't sound like any of the other singers like he was actually trying to sing but he was also like almost off key sometimes or something he had a weird voice yeah very unique, but I guess like the Melvins, it's like, <laughs> I don't like when they're just doing straight stuff. Dude, like be weird. Yes. <laughs> Get weird. Be weird. Be weird. So yeah, Skin Yard. Okay. Here's uh, a huge, maybe probably the hugest album. Uh, Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. Yes. The Black Album comes out this year. Uh, you know, that didn't sell that many records. Yeah. <laughs> didn't almost Came and kill went. all the band members. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So by this time, I can't remember if I've talked about this on this show. Forgive me, folks, if this is a repeat of a story. But the first time I remember hearing anything from this album, Mm -hmm. Uh, was when I went to see Soundgarden at Capitol Theater by myself. For some reason, you and Tony didn't go to that. I don't remember why. I don't remember why. Maybe you had to work or something. (sighs) You weren't working nights then, though. I don't know. No, I wasn't. Hmm. It's a mystery. For some reason, nobody (laughs) wanted to go with me. So I went to Soundgarden, Capitol Theater, downtown Olympia great show uh it's actually on youtube if anybody wants to watch it (laughs) go type in soundgarden capital theater olympia um i think the full show is on there wow yeah and uh you can see brooks in the pit (laughs) getting crowd surfed at one point Um, (laughs) but uh fits of depression and helltrout opened that show too two mighty uh olympia bands (laughs) not on the video unfortunately Yes. Uh, the singer for Helltrout wore gold lame, uh, like uh, <laughs> MC Hammer pants for that show. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so in between the bands, you know, when they're piping music through mm-hmm. the PA, I kept hearing this 
band. And I kept, <laughs> I was thinking, it's like, damn, that sounds like Headfield, man. But that's not Metallica. It's <laughs> like, who this singer is like a Headfield clone. Who the fuck is this? It was the Black Album. It uh. either had just come out or somebody got a copy, you know, before or maybe they, at the college or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't play it. Did not occur <laughs> to me that it was Metallica though, because it was like mid tempo. It was do, their do, their do, last do, good do, album. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> that was your last uh, good phone. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I blame it on Metallica. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, even at that point, I wasn't super into Metallica. Like, because yeah. I was never into Injustice for All, even really. Like, they kind of lost me on that album. I liked a few songs really well off of Injustice for All, but yeah, that bass sound. I'm like, again, what's with these <laughs> freaking bass players with no bass? Yeah, in their why. Why? But I know Tony was really big into the Black Album, right? Yeah, he had it. He had the CD. I remember it was played in our <laughs> band As house. As we rolled around yeah. on the floor. Breaking things. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's... It's a it's, perfectly cromulent record. Yeah, it's cromulent. <laughs> it, it has its moments. There's a few things I like. If I could edit it, if I could ax like five songs off of it, mm-hmm. I think it would be a good record, but it still wouldn't sound like Metallica, you know, right. I'm sorry. I'm a diehard <laughs> ride the lightning fan. Um, the best record of theirs, <laughs> but yeah, a huge album. Metallica sign of the times, the way their sound changed, like mm-hmm. sounds are, ch- things are changing, man, all over. It's crazy. Shonging. <laughs> Times they are shonging. Mr. Bungle's first album, which I remember Todd had, and I was <laughs> thoroughly confused by. <laughs> uh, Sebado oh, yes. 3, oh, released in, Sebado in 91. A um, little more on the down low as far as like fame and popularity, but yeah, good. Yes. Good record. Um, so it just keeps going. Uh, oh, <coughs> doctors, <clears throat> the best a, record. Of a record. <laughs> uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, <laughs> who we kind of saw at the end fest, weren't they the band that opened? I think so. That we didn't pay any attention to <laughs> at all. Um, okay, the another of the huge albums in. August 91 Pearl Jam releases their debut album 10 yes that I did not get into you had it I listened I, to it I and did. I just and, went like and I didn't even really get into <laughs> it which is weird because some of the stuff after that I'm mm-hmm. like Ugh. yeah oh. I think they got better yeah and then I got I bought yeah I bought Vitalogy at yeah. some point I'm like okay now I <laughs> I can see it because again, it's like they were starting to do experimentation and right, yeah. And ten is just kind of a straight across. I mean, to me, it's just like a rock album. I don't know. I guess I was wanting Mother Love Bone, like yeah. part two or something. And uh, yeah, it's funny because I didn't really because Pearl Jam. It's like I didn't. 
Yeah, so I had that record, and I was like, oh, okay. I never really played it yeah. after I got it and listened to it. And you know, I just kind of, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, they do their thing. Mm-hmm. But then when they started taking on Ticketmaster, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I, I know the music. Yeah. Not really. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, what they stand for. I, fucking Ticketmaster. <laughs> those bastards. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and again, a band we didn't really see, but they opened for Neil Young when we went to see Neil. <laughs> kind of heard them while we were getting fucked up. Yeah. Um, I don't think we... Did we see them? Did we even look? I don't remember. I think we ended up... Maybe like, at the end Maybe of the, the set? end of their set. Okay. Yeah, because we were up on the bluff. Of course. <laughs> trying to... Because that's what everybody rushed the fence. the fence and knocked it over and there was carnage and... Yeah. They had to change the whole landscape of the gorge after that show. <sighs> Chaos. Rock and roll. <laughs> um... <laughs> But so if okay, if we glimpsed them, that's the only time I've seen Pearl Jam. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but yeah, huge record again changed everything. Uh, Neil Diamond had a record to, in '91, and we love Neil Diamond. <laughs> um, Rat put out a greatest hits in '91. <laughs> now I'm just wow. reading all every record. Uh, Kenny Loggins, because because some of these are baffling to me. Even I, as soon as my eye lights on it, I'm like Barry Manilow, <laughs> there he is, Barry Manilow. But I Barry Manilow and Neil Diamond, and Neil Diamond, Neil Diamond, Dave. Same. That's <laughs> my new band. Oh, that would be the best uh, tribute band ever. Um, another, almost like a comeback record. Ninety-one, Ozzy. Oh yeah. Put out no more tears, which that was a that was a big comeback record. It for was him. it was huge, and honestly, again, as with Metallica, I wasn't really listening to a lot of Ozzy at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess because there were videos, and I think I probably saw the videos and thought, "Wow, that sounds pretty cool." Um, I don't know. I just never got into like after from the Ultimate Sin. And that other one that I can never remember the name of, the Zach record, the first Zach record. Yeah. I just never like got in. I didn't like I Ultimate Sin all that much. Like I still liked Ozzy, but I was like, eh. And then that one, the other record, by when that came out, I think we were already moved on to. Yeah. We were listening to Melvin's by then, I think. So like I always liked Ozzy, but I just kind of was like indifferent. Unless Sabbath came uh, on. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also remember. Shortly after this, that record came out. Uh, we were at a party. At, oh no, that would have been later because this was at Amanda's. But so slightly later. But I remember we were at a party at Tony and Amanda's, and Tony had or somebody one of Tony's workmates I think was a huge Aussie fan. Mm-hmm. They had that "Don't Blame Me" <laughs> documentary, and they were playing it. And that was the first I'd really spent any time with Ozzy in, yeah. in a long time. And it kind of made me love him again. <laughs> <laughs> How can you like, not? I was like, oh, man, kind of miss Ozzy. I think I'll get back into him. So. <laughs> and then, of course, I have another story for another time. Is that when he was making breakfast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that's his own story. Uh, Hole comes out with... Pretty on the inside, we all know. Yeah. 
whole become a thing. Uh, Guns N' Roses puts out their Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Also huge. Um, nothing to do with the Northwest necessarily except for Duff. Isn't Doof. it? Doof. Uh, Pixies put out Trompe Le Monde. Uh, might have been the album they were touring on when we saw Jane's Addiction. I'm not sure. Could be. <clears throat> um, okay. Um, ob- the obvious one in Wally. Why? <laughs> I was saving that for last, man. <laughs> um, no, I think do I you remember the month you're... though that came out. We need to get our timeline for that straight too. I swear it was like summer or something. I think so too. Cause I remember sweating <laughs> when we were putting all the cassettes together. Um, Okay, the other really huge one, three-piece band. Yes. Nevermind comes out in September 91. Boom, everything blows up. The world explodes, gets put back together in a completely different way. Everything's different. I remember hearing Smells Like Teen Spirit before the album came out, like um, Matt Sater. Was I was going to say, was it KGRG? KGRG. <laughs> he played it. He's a, you know, let me know what you guys think. You know, is it, you know, really good or yeah. is it really bad? You know, he's kind of, you know, he's like us. He loved Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he played it and I'm like, I'm like, oh, the lyrics are kind of goofy. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck, that is a catchy <laughs> fucking song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently the whole world thought that. I, yeah, I didn't even, I did not expect it to become as huge as it did. None of us did. I mean, I, I know people were talking about like, cause it was their major label debut, like a lot of these guys mm-hmm. and everybody was like, it'll probably sell hundred thousand copies. Yeah. It'll be big. Yeah. In the Northwest. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'll ensure that they can put out another record at least. Uh, and, then, and then what, like 12 or 13 million copies? Yeah, <laughs> it's like platinum, double platinum, yes. quadruple platinum. Video everywhere. Many, everywhere. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that I still love that album. It's yeah. Not, it's not my favorite of theirs, yeah, but yeah, because yeah, we listened to it the other day and yeah, I was just like, man, it's like, yeah, another. Another album where it was like, yeah, they did some quiet guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Breed. Yeah. I, love, <laughs> oh, I love that I song. That's still my favorite one, too. Yeah, it was... Um, uh, I don't know. I it, That's one where I listened to it so much in such a short period of time that I really did burn out on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever listen to it anymore. But when I do hear a song off of it... It always catches me a little unaware. So I'm like, oh man, I forgot how yeah. good, like, or that's a song I forgot. Cause I think like every song in there seemed like it was a hit, but there's a couple that weren't really hits, but that I liked a lot. Um, like on a plane and yeah, I don't know if that was a hit, but, um, but man, like four or five others were come mm. as you are. Smells like teen spirit in bloom. Uh, uh, lithium, yes. So, like, at least four of those were like huge. I feel like maybe even more. 
Um, no, if there's only there was some way to check it. I know this this because we're stuck in 1991. We don't have good computer access. Uh, let's see. We'll have to use our memories. Uh, lithium. Rack your brain, Mike. Uh, stay away. <laughs> Lounge act. Those might have been minor Drain hits you, too. Territorial pissings. Drain you. Didn't they play that one on Saturday Night Live? I think so, yeah. Territorial Pissings. I think they did the hit. Together. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I remember Chris singing it live. Yeah. That was another thing. I remember, that, I don't know, that might have been in 92. I mean, it took a few months for this record to really like. Yeah, I remember ass. it was the record that knocked Michael Jackson yeah. off the charts. Yeah, how crazy <laughs> is that? That's when everybody all of a sudden was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's whose band? Kurt Cobain? Yeah. <laughs> that little that little blonde haired guy. <laughs> guy from Aberdeen. That's did what? <laughs> Michael who? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. It was wild. And then yeah. We heard they were going to be on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And big, I taped it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it I went over. Deal. Did we all go over? I went over. I was at Sean's that night. I think was, a bunch of us big. went over there. Yeah. Be like, let's all watch it. Uh, we, have, we have to watch Saturday Night Live, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who the cast was back then. But, um, yeah, and then we were... I was, I was surreal. I was like, I, saw, I know the... I yeah, know, I know people that know these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I saw those guys. I saw that guy played Tempest at North Shore Surf Club. <laughs> it's just like it was so weird. So yeah, never mind. Ninety one. <laughs> Sorry, it's another one that just blows my mind. Status quo. Status quo wow. had a record in ninety one. Uh, band you really like, Swerve Driver. Oh yes, came out with Rays. Yes, their first record. 91. I remember seeing the video for that on something. I remember what channel. Yeah. And, and, you know, before I even heard these guys, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I like this. What is this? Yes. <laughs> I Yeah, I borrowed that from you because I'd never heard of them either. Uh, Bad Motor Finger comes out in October. Soundgarden. Yes, um, he kept chugging along. Chugging, they finally started chug, to get chugging is the word for that one. That's like their first flat out, just all heavy, just heavy. Yeah, uh, like hardly any of that psychedelicness. Yeah, or the all. the clean channel, yeah. reverby guitars. Yeah, that it's they just do. fuzzy, heavy, and Chris Cornell's just screaming his head off on some of those songs. And he had a mustache. And he had a mustache. <laughs> That's true. People were either cutting their hair or growing <laughs> mustaches. It was a wild time. And uh, oh, change of bass player Ben Shepard came in. Yeah. He was the bass player when I saw them at Capitol Theater. It was the first time I saw him, and Just I didn't sad. understand his bass was like around his ankles. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, the original uh, hero, one of my favorite bass players, Yamamoto, made finger picker. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> bass player wrote like help make those earlier Soundgarden songs more trippy I think yeah. Um, but yeah that album 
wasn't as huge as Nevermind, but it got them on the map. Yeah, because they didn't have major super success until <clears throat> the towards record. like the end of their career. Yeah. Um, after <laughs> Chris cut his hair, yeah, oddly enough, <laughs> which really, like, people can do what they want, really. But yeah. man, I was pissed when he cut his hair because I wanted hair like I, his. So did I. I was so like, you bad. are so lucky to have that hair, man. And you just cut it off like I it was what nothing. The, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. It's worse than Metallica. Yes. <sighs> man. <laughs> um, and then he kept it that way for a long time. And he kept the mustache. And he, <laughs> he did. <laughs> He did. Uh, rest in peace, Chris. Yes. Um, okay, we're getting now towards the end, but there's a couple more I want to mention. Uh, Neil Young puts out Weld, the, mm. the live album in 91. And I think that's significant for a couple of reasons. One, on this tour, he had Sonic Youth as the opening act. Oh, right. So that's like a melding of this kind of stuff that's going on up here because mm-hmm. Sonic Youth played a huge part in yeah. influencing a lot of bands up here. And so did Neil. And so did Neil. <laughs> and then Neil was like noticing this stuff. And uh, but the record that came out before this, I believe was Ragged Glory, which is a fuzzed out. Mm-hmm. It's Crazy Horse. So it's just like sloppy, yep. heavier fuzz great stuff and then this live album is even more of that it's like drenched in fuzz and feedback mm-hmm. and i think this is when neil started to be like embrace that godfather of grunge yeah. thing <laughs> uh because a bunch of his records after this are like the same kind of thing and in this case i was all for it i was like oh yeah i like this i like when his everything's just up on 10 and neil's just like going nuts yeah um, and then he's another person where we'll just be like, you're expecting like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be, you know, fuzzy and heavy. And yeah. then suddenly it's more acoustic. Yeah. But <laughs> the acoustic record. He's, and you're like, whoa, I, I like it. Yeah. But that was, I didn't have my seatbelt on. Right. <laughs> yeah. You never, that was definitely, it was just like the Melvins, man. It's like, you, you love them. Maybe get annoyed with him mm-hmm. a little once in a while, but that's part of why you love him. Yeah. Um, but coming out of the eighties, especially like talk about eclectic. Neil was like all over the place <laughs> in the eighties. So yeah, it was to be like in the er- in the early nineties to have him like, like zero in on like, Oh, I'm just going to play with crazy horse a lot and, mm-hmm. and rock. Uh, I don't know. It was cool. It was, I really love that album. Weld. Um, and then the last couple super chunk, uh, no Pocky for kitty. It's kind of a minor like alternative hit. Maybe it was a huge alternative hit. I don't know. No means no. Another band up here. That was big teenage fan club bandwagon esque. kind of a, another album that I had. Yeah. Kind of another, it was big, at least up here. Uh, my Bloody Valentine, I think a lot of bands up here influenced by. 
Um, <laughs> Voivod put out Angel Rat in '91. <laughs> we need to do a whole episode just yeah. about Voivod sometime. I've I've really come to appreciate that record when it when they put it out. I was just like, really, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, God man. damn keyboards. <laughs> I the same way. That's when like Voivod. I was like, because I mean, prior what are you to doing? That, it was like my favorite <laughs> record of theirs of all time. I think for a lot like, of people, it was like that. And then yeah, they put that out. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was shocking how different it was. Now looking back on it, and like you now, I kind of love it now. I, mm-hmm. I actually, I don't think Voivod has a bad album. And, uh, but looking back, it kind of makes sense if you look at them in the Neil or Melvin's way where yeah. like, no, we don't want to do the same thing. Well, yeah. Cause originally they started off as like this thrash punk noise. Yeah. Uh, he, no. <laughs> Snake was sloppy. just like, you know, more screaming. Yeah. And, like, ah! Just sounds deranged. <laughs> yeah. And then. You know, after Roar, mm-hmm. yeah, again, it's like, okay, we're going to take a left turn here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, wait a minute, he's kind of singing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're not super thrashy all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and then they got more like lyrical, some, like, yeah, yeah. More conceptual, I guess. And he, yeah, he had like some melodies when he was singing. And yeah, then, I mean, I loved War in Pain and Roar. Yeah. But man, after killing technology it's like they start to get even better and better and better in my eyes that string killing um dimension hatros and nothing face if you just take those three albums go holy fuck and yeah and then to go to angel rat (laughs) you're just like what it doesn't even sound like the same band yeah at all like i guess it kind of sounds like snake but and I think isn't that that's when Blackie quit right yeah after, after that record Rat. yeah and then Outer Limits I don't even know who played bass on that but and I actually I, I like think, Outer Limits a I lot think too, Piggy but. did okay because uh, they were just Piggy. a three piece I yeah. think I know that's only the three of them on the picture yeah on that album so yeah we gotta do a whole Voivod <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Angel Rat came out that year and both of us were confounded yes. Tupac. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of rap stuff that I didn't mention. Maybe I should have. Like a, a lot of highly influential rap came out in 91. Yeah, we're getting to the end, so we can probably start wrapping it up. Um, Some band called Green Day put out some fuck, some fuck shit in December. Green Day. <laughs> The very last record listed, though, mm-hmm. uh, Monster Magnet put out Spine of God. So getting some stoner rock yeah. starting to percolate in there, too. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, so there's that. I just wanted to go through those. And then honorable mention, I guess, before we like wrap up. How long is this? Two hours? Uh, right now it's an hour and 25 oh that's not so bad <laughs> i'm sure you are all enthralled yes um there's a couple other th- oh one other thing i wanted to mention too but um so we were buying all these records i mean between the two of us we probably owned a bunch of those that <laughs> yes. we just went through 
Um, and if we didn't, Tony had a, the other ones. <laughs> Probably. We freely loaned to yes, each other. And... Listen to all that <laughs> stuff. Would go over to each other's houses and listen to it. Get stoned. <laughs> no way. Try to figure out what the hell Angel Rat was about. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Ah, sorry, I'm stuck on that now. Um, <laughs> but um, beyond that, actually, this will have to be a whole other episode because I thought we could shoehorn it in, but I'm yapping. Okay. Uh, it's just record stores, like going through to record stores. Because I was yeah. thinking of all the different record stores in Olympia and Tacoma, just between all the places. But um, another cool thing that was happening was because of uh, the local record labels, a lot of singles and stuff yes. were coming out. And we were snapping those up too as fast as we could get a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think you had the first seaweed record, uh-huh. which is great stuff. Isn't there four or six songs on that thing? Um, Maybe just four. I think there's four. Okay. But yeah, we were like, whoa. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Seaweed's got a record and it's <laughs> fucking rocks. Um, And like I said, when Mud Honey, or maybe we said that off. <laughs> off mic earlier but when every good boy came out there mm-hmm. was some singles in that ep that all had the same vibe yeah came out around that time uh before nirvana sailed off into rock stardom um some of their best stuff came out on singles i think yeah. uh dive and uh what's the other one um sliver oh yeah uh, that single's great. Been a Sun, Stain. Yes. I think all those came out as singles. Yeah, they, well. Or maybe that was. Been a Sun was on the Blue EP. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Blue EP. With Love Buzz. Right. Um, Blue and the yeah. other great fucking song that I can't remember. Been a Sun and holy shit. I can't remember it either. That's that the EP with a picture of Kurt laying in the drums. Yeah, right? I forgot that came out. Yeah, Sub Pop was putting out singles and EPs, and if it wasn't Sub Pop, it was CZ Records or some other local. K. I don't know when Kill Rock Stars started. Probably around that time. Um, there are a couple other local labels, but I remember just going to the record stores and just digging in just pull out a handful of records and be like, yeah. I bet there's at least 10 things in here that are going to be fucking awesome. Hmm, that's weird. And I, I can don't only... have it on my phone. What? It's strange. I have the record. Impossible. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Oh, was it downer or big cheese or one of those that got, no, that was released uh, on the big cheese. I think was the B side to, was it love bus? Hmm. Probably. I never had that single. But yeah, Mud Honey was putting out singles. Some of the bands that got signed to major labels before they went off on major label land were putting out singles on Sub Pop. Because I have that uh, four song Screaming Trees. Uh, ah, what's the name of it? <laughs> Time Speaks Its Golden Tongue. <coughs> There's four Excuse songs. Me. Excuse. Yes. Excuse you. Excuse. <laughs> it. 
And um, I'm trying to think who else. I don't know. There's, I got a stack. Melvin's were putting out a single every week, seemed like. Mm-hmm. I have a stack of weird Melvin's records. And um, Stain. That was the other one. Stain. That's a great song, too. I'm a stain. <laughs> Dave Mustaine. <laughs> it's nice of him to write a song about Megadeth. Yeah, Big Cheese was the B-side to Love Bugs. Okay. That's a cool song, too. Yeah, I love all that Bleach era stuff. But yeah, so there was that. Just like tons of music. It was like nonstop. Everything was music. Mm-hmm. Very inspiring and frustrating at the same time because <laughs> I wanted to achieve something we weren't ready to achieve yet. Yeah. But it was impatient, young, and fucked up. But it was an exciting year. It was super exciting. Like every month, I think, was something yeah crazy um, almost seemed like every week it did <laughs> uh i mean we're just living and breathing music it was it was awesome so l-i-v-i-n <laughs> all right uh so that's pretty much it but i, I did want to mention one more thing and then mm-hmm. i don't know if you have anything before we cut the cord sorry yeah. um but i was watching the other day um a show that Gibson puts out on YouTube. Okay. And I'm blank. I think it's just called icons and it's just like a one-on-one interview. Not really even an interview though. Cause you don't hear the question. You just hear the whoever's in the spotlight, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple, there was a Tony Iommi one and they're basically telling their life story. And I watched the Jerry Cantrell one the other day. And he said some stuff that I didn't know about and really brought back some memories. And I just wanted to talk about it real quick here. What was that? Did he talk talk about uh, knowing Duffy? <laughs> That's all he talked about. He wouldn't fucking shut up about Duffy, man. Like 45 minutes in, I was like, fucking enough about Sacred Steel. <sighs> Move on. At least talk about confused a little bit. <laughs> um, I wish. You would have. No, what, what, what I didn't know was that he grew up in Spanaway, wow. which for some reason I thought he was from Federal Way, maybe because mm-hmm. of the way. The way. <laughs> uh, but he grew up in Spanaway, so he was talking about Spanaway. And for those of you who don't live around here. Um, and I've heard Spanaway isn't doing so well. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't been through Spanaway uh, and God, I don't even know how long. Not like it was doing well even back then necessarily. So yeah. I can imagine, but, uh, Spanaway is a suburb of a suburb that is a suburb to Tacoma. Yeah. Um, which is South of Seattle, North, <laughs> north of Olympia. <laughs> So, um, yeah, he grew up in Spanaway and he was talking about like all of us when we get interested in music and decide you want to play music and stuff. So he was talking about guitars and first guitars and he was talking about when he was in high school. He said he used to haunt this place called Monte Vista Guitars. As soon as he said it, my brain just exploded because I hadn't thought of that place in forever. Ever, I haven't either. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, and I was—I almost cried. Like I got emotional. I was like, "Monte Vista guitars," because when I think back to 
tray pan days and us skipping school and going to look for guitars and all that stuff. I always think of the pawn shops that we went to and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once in a while we'd go to um, music, six. music six. I totally had forgot about Monta Vista guitars on South Tacoma way. Yeah. Beautiful South Tacoma <laughs> way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just, so I just wanted to pay some respect to Monta Vista guitars. So I looked it up. Yeah. And sadly it closed its doors like many, many years ago. I'm not even sure if they made it out of the eighties. They might've closed in like 89 or something. Maybe it was 99. Um, But anyway, they're no longer, but I do remember going there a lot, a lot. And just like pawn all the merchandise. Mm -hmm. And and, um, they had on the thing I found online, they had a picture of the staff from Monta Vista in 1985. So I was thinking, man, I bet at least some of those people were still working there when we were going there. <laughs> Probably a couple of years later or a year later, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I didn't recognize any of them. <laughs> Hopefully they all got other jobs. I hope so. They all, they work at music six. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it was cool. And just another weird reminder, like this huge rock star now, Jerry Cantrell, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I grew up in, Spanaway. 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 And I was Spanaway. like, not that far from Yelm, really. It's just that one road. It seemed like it took forever because yeah. <laughs> we had to know, drive through the two lane road that was supposed to be 55 and people could do 42 <laughs> miles an hour on. You couldn't pass because there was so much traffic going. Because yeah. it was all the Fort Lewis land. Yeah. The gates, I don't even know if those exist. I mean, granted, you could go the long way and go through Graham and then circle back around and go through (laughs) McKenna. (laughs) But, you know, that took, like, much longer. Yeah. Not as scenic. No, it's like when you're trying to get to practice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, and Tony went that way, too, a lot, I think. Yeah. Too, so... So that probably man. drove him nuts. The oh, fact that, man. Or, or, or he probably just floored it and would pass. Uh, yeah, everyone. I'm sure he broke many, many laws. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, just, it, but it is just, I don't, Highway, what is that, 107 or something like that? Some, it's just straight shot. Yelm, McKenna, yeah. Roy, Spanaway. Boom. Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> Rock stars in Spanaway, rock stars in Yelm. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just—it's just cool. It's just another weird link, you know, in the, this endless chain that we carry. Yes. <laughs> and rattle like ghosts. Yes, I was gonna say rattling. <laughs> you fuckers! Why didn't you ever sign us? Now we're gonna haunt you, Bruce Pavitt. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> Uh, so that's all I got to say. I'll, I'll shut up now. I don't have anything else. To okay. Say. <laughs> Do you want to? Except in 91. Yes. We did release our first record. Yeah. Maybe we should, let's drop some, uh, excitement on people. So they stick around after, <laughs> after this blathering episode for when we actual have topics again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Coming up is like Mike just said, we go into the recording studio for the first time. That's going to be an exciting show because there's a lot to talk about. Oh, yes. might even be a two-parter. It's our first encounter with Zach. Zach. 
a Zachary. Not the Zachary. No. Ah, <laughs> 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 that joke never gets <laughs> old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then just out putting out our music into the world for the first time and yeah. how we did it. There's yeah, that's probably gonna be a two part because there's a lot to. Talk I mean, about. that's it's gonna be after the podcast about our second show. Yes, then that's gonna be a gym. Yes, <laughs> as it is. well. There's <laughs> lots of stories from that evening, and not just at the show either. Like no, elsewhere. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun, and hopefully we're gonna get Tony on for that Better one. Get him on, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? I'm busy. Yeah, and then we'll have to get him on for talking about the record and the record. Yeah, I'd be curious because I remember how nervous I was uh-huh. recording for the first time. I can't imagine how Tony yeah. felt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then. Ah, I can't go too far down that road. <laughs> yeah, so we got that coming up. And then um, our third show. <laughs> now, we're not going to go gig by gig because after the third show, for me at least, it all gets blurry. Yeah. Like here and there are some shows that are memorable. But, man, we played so many fucking shows. Yes. Most of them are just like we showed up and played and went home. Um. But the third one, we definitely, <laughs> unfortunately, we have to talk about. Uh, yes, we do. And uh, maybe we'll try to get Tony on for that, too, to share the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so much pain. <laughs> so those are definite things. And then also, hopefully not too far in the future, folks, uh, we're going to make good on our continued threat <laughs> to bring some other friends of ours on and... Uh, cause we know, I know Sean wants to come on, uh, Rick Lenz has got some stuff to say. Uh, I'd like to have Lennington back on again. Yeah. We didn't even get to the part that I really wanted to ask him about. And there's that kind of tall guy that had like Farrah Fawcett hair that, <laughs> that I guess we should have on. Farrah Fawcett hair. <laughs> Yeah, he'll have he'll run his mouth yeah. pretty well for a while. I'm sure probably won't be the last time that he'll be on here. <laughs> no, he kind of plays yeah, a pretty important part. And... Yeah, he, there's, that's another. I assume you're talking about Brooks. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> the guy who should have should have at least been our engineer, if not our manager. Yeah, something <laughs> like if anybody understood what we were trying to do, might have been Brooks. Yeah, um, like sonically what we were trying to do um yeah brooks is uh if we can get brooks on he can talk about the whole like olympia scene mm-hmm. that we were only peripherally aware of as well so lots of stuff there yeah um we got we still got folks up north that one day we're gonna get on i'd like to get greg i don't know about duffy now since jerry cantrell won't shut up about him <laughs> well and but. duffy moved <laughs> Oh, he did? Yeah, he got a new job. Oh. He, we like moved to a whole different state. What? With, with his eldest son. I missed all that. Where is he? I. We're going to just work out our, our <laughs> more personal stuff here. Well, he could call in maybe. Yeah. With, through the magic of technology. Yeah. Because um, I'd, I'd like to have Duffy on. Lots of uh, Seattle South King County, Indiana. That's where Indiana, Fort Wayne. Yeah, he got like some. He joined the army. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> At his age. They were like, yeah, sure, we'll take you. Uh, uh, no, he, I think he's working for this. Is he working for the same place? Yeah, all pro integrated systems. But now he's, he's working for the city. He's like a big, big wig. He's oh. a sales administrator. He's got a wig. <laughs> yes. Like Paul Stanley. That's right. And on <laughs> the Paul Stanley note. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, that's a lot of upcoming stuff. Sorry, this one was a little loosey goosey, but uh, we're just glad to have been able to get back at it. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so thanks for listening as always. I know there's at least one person that'll listen to this. So thank you. That'd be me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, two people. Well, three, because I'll listen to it. Uh, And uh, yeah, we'll get out of here now. Glad you enjoyed that song that we played earlier. Thanks for listening to that song. And us. And us. (laughs) All right. Good night, folks. Sleep tight. And Dave. <laughs> <laughs>